0: gathering in large groups this weekend. Officers and their partner agencies are concerned about reports there may be gatherings of youngsters planned for this weekend in Pembrokeshire. Gatherings outdoors, which include members of more than two households or more than two extended households, are still illegal as part of the regulations to help reduce the spread of coronavirus. Chief Inspector Louise Harris said, We know the current situation and restrictions have been difficult and frustrating for young people and they understandably now want to be out with their friends. However, the public health regulations are in place to help reduce the spread of coronavirus and we are not yet out of the woods in terms of its spread. People can still catch it, including youngsters, who can then pass it on to their parents, grandparents and siblings. Dog owners have been warned of the danger of adders biting their pets. Two dogs were recently brought to vets after being bitten by adders on the coastal path in Pembrokeshire. Their owners acted quickly and brought the dogs straight to the surgery when they received emergency treatment, said the cardigan-based Priory Vets Surgery. The dogs were bitten on the coastal path between Newquay and Aberaeron. This prompt action definitely improved their chances of making a full recovery and this morning we're happy to say they were both well enough to return home. Pet owners are being urged to be vigilant when walking on cliff paths and sandy dunes. Dogs are particularly at risk of bites because of their curious nature. Adders are a relatively common sight on the Ceredigion and Pembrokeshire coastal path, while there are also warning signs posted at the dunes of Poppit Sands, highlighting that it is in an adder area. The signs advise that if you spot an adder, you should stop, step back, and smile. The amphibian and reptile groups of the UK is working to raise awareness of the snake and ARG UK's project Adders Are Amazing aims to change public attitudes towards the reptile, which is often seen in a negative light due to being the UK's only venomous snake. If you think your dog has been bitten by an adder contact a vet straight away priory vets has a vet on call 24 7 its number is 01239 612 carry your pet if possible this will help reduce the venom spreading keep your pet warm but not too warm and as quiet as possible do not attempt any first aid as this can do more harm than good a court has heard that a hotel window was smashed when a fish guard man believed a robber was inside Peter Robert Bromley of West Street pleaded guilty to criminal damage when he appeared at Haverford West Magistrates' Court on Tuesday, July 28th. Vaughan Pritchard-Jones' prosecuting said Bromley, 45, threw a brick through a window of a Fishguard Hotel at around 6.30pm on June 28th. Bromley captured on CCTV and was found nearby by police. He admitted being responsible for the damage. While being arrested, he stated, "'Something needs to be done about them. I will do it every day.' I will put a brick through the window until they are out. He added that he believed a person who had allegedly robbed him in a local park a few days earlier was staying at the hotel. I was walking past the premises and my head's just gone, he said. Magistrates fined Bromley £80 and ordered him to pay £330. He will also pay £85 costs and a £34 surcharge. The chairman of the bench said, this was a particularly stupid thing to do because there were people inside. And finally, another two houses will be added to a development in Pembroke following planning approval. Permission was granted for another two homes off Fourth Lane associated with a 15 home development permitted in 2000 at Pembrokeshire County Council's Planning Committee on July 28th. That previous approved application indicated one dwelling on this site with an extra one added with this latest application. The houses are single-storey, with bedrooms in the roof space, with open-plan kitchen and dining area, bathroom and a bedroom on the ground floor. That's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News, with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio.
1: For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio. COVID-19
0: Public Advice. Regularly and thoroughly clean your hands with an alcohol-based hand rub or wash them with soap and water as this will kill any viruses that may be on your hands. Remember to do this upon returning home from any essential journeys.
1: This is Pure West Radio, for Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
2: It's Sunday morning and you're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show with me, Sarah Miller. And who can believe it, we are into August. And I know we've had some uh, hot weather over the past few days, but uh, this really, really strange year is going past at a hell of a rate, isn't it? And uh, we're sort of ploughing on into uh, main harvest coming up now. Anyway, so what have we got on the show for you this week? Well, uh, first of all, we'll be hearing from the Welsh Farming Unions because they've been discussing climate change. They had one of those virtual meetings where they all got together. So we'll find out what some of the outcomes were from that. And we hear a report on how the government was totally unprepared for the COVID-19 disruption to the food supply chains. You know, if you remember in the early days, many shelves were empty and, and you couldn't buy a bag of flour to save your life. That was for sure. And a call from a uh, Scottish farmer saying, Sign the petition to use wool as part of the big economic green recovery. We'll see what that entails. Plus, I'll have a roundup of the market prices for you, and uh, we'll have some cracking music as well. So, if you can, please stay with me for the next hour or so. You are listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show. <music> a fabulous you two playing there on your pure west farm and country show now wales farming unions have had this virtual uh, roundtable meeting with the uk's high level climate action champion nigel topping now in addition to wider discussions around climate change the roundtable event provided a platform to discuss the race to zero campaign an international campaign for healthy resilient zero carbon recovery which was launched on world environment day and will run up to cop 26 now, the NFU Cymru president, John Davis says, As farmers, we are very much on the front line of climate change impacts. The continued turbulent weather events we have experienced in recent years is further evidence that our climate is changing. We believe agriculture is uniquely placed to be a part of the solution. As both an emission source and a sink, farmers in Wales aspire to produce the most climate-friendly food in the world. To this end, NFU Cymru and the NFU have set ambitious goal of reaching net zero greenhouse gas emissions, GHGs, across the whole of agriculture in Wales and England by 2040. Now, this is not about offshoring food production to other countries and will require a focus on a range of measures in the key areas of improving farms' productive efficiency, enabling us to produce the same quantity of food with more or less inputs in smarter ways, also improving land management and enhancing land use to capture more carbon and boosting renewable energy and the wider bioeconomy. Now, the FUW president, Glyn Roberts, says... As farmers, everything we do revolves around the weather. See, I'm not mad to go on about it. Uh, The weather, the seasons and the climate. We cannot afford to gamble on the scientists being wrong and risk seeing impacts of biblical proportions. Crop failures, famines, the loss of vast areas of farmland and communities to rising seas, mass migrations and war, to name just a few. Like every other industry, we must work hard to mitigate climate change, and we are committed to doing that but we must do so through innovation and removing obstacles in ways which preserve and enhance the family farm businesses, which are the backbone of our rural communities. Now, Nigel Topping, high-level climate action champion for the UN, said NFU Cymru and the Farmers' Union of Wales are highlighting the vital role farming has to play in helping to address climate change. For farmers, taking such leadership creates the win-win of future-proving their business, while also contributing to meaningful action. We are already seeing widespread examples of farmers in the UK and across the globe finding innovative solutions to protect the planet through nature-based solutions. To achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050 at the latest, we need farmers to join the race to zero and to submit their own plans ahead of COP26. So, yeah, well, just having heard what Glyn Roberts was saying about the biblical proportions of crop failures, famines and lost uh, vast areas of farmland, I think we all better get a move on. Folly Farm just keeps on growing. A new play area here, a new animal there, so what's new for this year? You can see two-toed sloths, tuppy and Lightcap, in the newly refurbished exhibit Tropical Trails, little ones with energy to burn, <laughs> then check out Wallaby Ranch play area. Worked up an appetite, then a visit to the brand new sit-down table-serviced themed restaurant The Hungry Farmer is a must. Zoo, farm, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm
1: Wait a second. Search for Pure West Radio. Mm -hmm. You've
4: been running around, running around, running around, throwing that dirt all on my name. Cause you knew that I, knew that I, knew that I'd call you up. You've been going around, going around, going around every party in L.A. Touch
1: From Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. up, get up, gonna
4: get up. Gonna get up.
2: That was the incredible black box with right on time. I remember bopping to that a few years ago, but there we go. Anyway, the government were totally unprepared for COVID 19 disruptions to food supply chains. Now, disruption to food supply and unprecedented consumer demand at the start of the COVID 19 outbreak were seen in other countries before reaching the UK. Now, given this, the Everett Committee's new COVID-19 and food supply report questions why the government appeared unprepared for the impact of hospitality business closures on food and drink suppliers and the possibility of empty shelves in our supermarkets. Now, although the report concludes that in many areas DEFRA's response to food supply disruptions was largely commendable, it lays out a series of lessons the government must learn, particularly in relation to the food service and food supply sectors. Now The report finds that the government was too slow to provide guidance for key workers and in the food supply sector, including in relation to the use of PPE and implementation of social distancing measures. The cross-party group of MPs commends the industry for rapidly developing guidance in the vacuum left by the government and urges government to ensure that in any future disruption, guidance can be issued more rapidly. Now, detailing the knock-on effect of the hospitality se- sector closures on the entire food supply chain, the report calls on the government to closely monitor food and drink supplies over the next 18 months, noting that the industry may struggle well into the next year. The MPs urge government to ensure previously thriving hospitality and food service businesses remain economically viable. And of course, we've seen that here uh, locally with the problems that obviously Castle Howell are struggling to uh, meet. Now, the committee calls on the government to continue to fund the £5 million a year fair share project to redistribute otherwise wasted food from farm gates to frontline community groups. With the use of UK food banks almost doubling during lockdown, the report recognises food insecurity and food waste are significant problems, widespread throughout the UK even before the pandemic. The committee therefore demands that the government appoints a new cross-departmental Minister for Food Security, who would collect robust data and implement sustainable change. And the report also finds that cross-border movement of food kept the country well supplied, despite empty shelves in supermarkets, warning that future crises that affect how much food comes into the country, such as a disorderly end to the transition period of climate change effects, will pose potentially greater challenges and the committee calls on the government to review resilience plans for the food sector assessing the extent to which our dependence on multinational just-in-time supply chains affects resilience so some interesting points that come out from there but i think one of the things they've also missed was how good local uh, food suppliers were we just take sort of you know i'm just a couple of miles outside of narbus and, um, and and whitland and all the local suppliers of food worked really hard to keep, uh, obviously, the shelves stocked. And where they could, they delivered locally to people. People who hadn't offered delivery service before went way above and beyond in making sure people who had to socially distance or shield or, you know, just basically stay inside kept a food supply. And that's to be recommended. Hey,
5: hey. oh, we well, let me tell you.
2: And you're listening to your Pure West Farm and Country Show with me, Sarah Miller. And that was uh, the very lovely Diana Ross with her supremes there. And the song was called The Happening. Now, in a year when wool prices are at rock bottom because of the COVID-19 disruption, this 100% natural product has a role to play in building the circular economy. Now, this is according to the uh, Scottish NFU Vice President, Martin Kennedy. Now, at home in uh, Persia, the only thing that Martin and his family have left to share are their black-faced ewes. However, shearing this year is being done almost purely as an animal welfare task, as the price of wool is through the floor. Now, recently, the NFU Scotland wrote to the UK Parliamentary Under Secretary for State for Agriculture, Victoria Prentice, requesting that the UK government work with British Wool to produce a package of support that will at least commensurate with the business support offered to other companies suffering from the impacts of coronavirus disruption. Martin writes, "Surely this is when we should be maximising the potential of our own products like wool." If we were to invest more in our processing sectors, we can create jobs, add value to what we produce and become less reliant on imports, thereby reducing emissions. And if we use wool as an example, insulate our houses is one of the best known natural renewable resources there is on the planet. (laughs) And it keeps growing. Now, wool has a role to play in building a circular economy. It's durable, flexible, flame and water resistant, sustainable, renewable and biodegradable. When it ticks so many boxes, wool has the potential to assist greatly in the much-talked-about green recovery of our economy. Now, this call comes after increasing reports that farmers are incorporating wool fleeces into the manure heap rather than selling to British wool, after the price of wool fell away, and it fell way below the price of shearing for many farmers. Sheep farmers receive less for their wool than the cost of shearing the sheep. Last year, Farmers received 28 pence a fleece and paid the shearer a pound. This year, that value is set to drop by at least half again. So hence, many farmers across the country have decided to plough wool into their fields as fertilizer. And this is really, really sad. And there's a, um, a what do you call it, um, petition going out. Sorry, forgot my words then. And it's going to the Chancellor at Downing Street to, you know, push forward to say, we cannot be doing this with wool. We need to find an alternative use for it.
4: Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio strawberry, and many more. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go, or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Lochmiller farm ice cream. Seven spots! 762-789 The 7 Spice with a staff uh, Oh, so nice
1: See the action live from our studios In Haverford West At purewestradio.com And on our Facebook page Pure West Radio You can listen to Pure West Radio Anywhere In the kitchen, in the bath In the garden, on the sofa Go for it Even in space
2: show where we go and look at some market prices and this week we are going to Whitland for the breeding sheep report of July 24th. Now there are 1,158 sheep forward and trade is getting stronger sale by sale this year so far. Yearlings ram numbers were up and trade was flying returning an average of £403 with a top price of 700 guineas for Texel yearlings from James at Cots Park. The ewes followed and the trade jumped up again on the previous sale. Yearling ewes sold to a top price of 320 for three cracking pedigree texel uh, yearlings from James Sunny Hill. Yearlings averaged 151 throughout, with commercial ewes selling at £180 to over £160 regularly. Aged ewes were also high in high demand, averaging over £130 and selling to £178. Uh, Thomas Tia isaf also dispersed an excellent flock of Texel and Texel cross ewes with yearlings, selling to 176, with his uh, ewes from 2 to 5 years old averaging 151 throughout. Now, leading prices were as fo- follows. Rams went to 700 guineas for a Texel, James at Cots Park, uh, 590 guineas uh, for a Texel, again James, Cots Park, 580 guineas, charge of Act Farms, uh, 560 guineas, charge of Act Farms Limited. And 500 guineas again to charge Farms Limited. £320 for a texel, James Brothers, Sunny Hill. £180 for a mule, Noblet the Croft. £180 uh, for a mule, again, Morris Loverston Farm. £176 for a texel, Thomas, uh, Teal Isaf. £175 for a mule, Bowen, Gwindi. Use, uh, two years old. £178 for a mule <coughs> to Mr. Noblet the Croft. And £174 texel to Thomas at Tia Isaf, who also had a top price of 158, 154, and 150. Sounds though, absolutely red hot down there at Whitland, and uh, there'll probably be more good sales next week. <laughs> oh. This is UPL West Farm and Country Show and that was Annie Lennox, the lovely Annie Lennox with Y. Now we had some cracking weather back into last week, wasn't it? It was on Friday morning, I think it was 22 degrees, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. It was really, really was nice. And today's not too bad. You could peak at about 18, uh, you know, a few degrees uh, cooler, but still, it's still sunny, it's still dry. Now the weather looks set to sort of stay reasonably settled apart from a dip Tuesday and Wednesday. Looks like we could really catch the chance of a shower there, and a bit cloudy on Thursday. But the long uh, for range forecast looks as though it's going to be picking up again towards the end of next week. So we're looking at sort of next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hitting uh, 20 degrees plus, which would be absolutely lovely. So we can barbecue this weekend and barbecue next weekend, which is absolutely brilliant. As long as you're barbecuing Welsh beef and lamb, of course. Now, I do keep looking around for what songs. I know there's a few things come up uh, about um, NFU virtual meetings, but I guess you're probably in the loop for those. And I have checked and I keep looking. And it's still saying that the winter fair is still a, a viable pros- proposition. And so unless you know different and let me know if you've heard otherwise, that's going to be taking place on the 30th of November and the 1st of December. And I, for one, am really looking forward to it because it would be nice to get out. And if anybody knows anything about the dairy show in Carmarthen, please uh, d- drop me drop me a note via Messenger. That would be great anyway i've enjoyed having your company for the past hour or so i hope you've enjoyed the tunes that we've been playing and uh, all it remains for me to do is wish you a very very good farming week and of course like everyone else wishing you staying really really safe and um see you the other side of lockdown hey well hopefully our produce market will be starting up in uh narbus towards the end of august we can can work out how we can do social distancing there so you know hopefully i'll be able to bring you some good news about that in the not too distant future meanwhile keep yourselves and your family safe and if you want to get hold of me use the pure west radio messenger app and that would be great and i'll see you this time next week (laughs)
5: Nobody can tell me what to do It's my life Cause what are we doing? I'm doing for you
0: from Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. One new coronavirus case was reported in the Hewilvar Health Board area on Friday the latest figures from Public Health Wales show. In total, the three counties that make up the health board area have had 1,175 confirmed cases. That's Pembrokeshire's 299, Ceredigion's 66 and Carmarthenshire's 810. 21 cases of the virus were found across Wales. In total, 17,279 confirmed cases have been found across the country to date. Two deaths due to the virus were reported to Public Health Wales on Friday. 67 people have died due to the virus across Hewildar. In total, 1,562 are confirmed to have died of the virus in Wales. Dog owners have been warned of the danger of adders biting their pets.